0: Hello to all listeners. This is Mahoney. I'm here with Norm and Jonah. Um, and we're taking a stab at uh, the old podcast business.
1: Um, yeah, we would if uh, Norm wasn't like outside in a rainstorm or how the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard them be rustling. Right
0: shooting our shot here we took on a um a fairly ambitious subject for our first episode um red rocket the new sean baker film and sean baker more more broadly so i i convinced the others to see red rocket after i was uh riveted by it so what were your thoughts boys
1: so wait okay um actually norm might know this better than anyone here because he's the texas expert like what is the what is the like red rocket like what does that mean does it mean something in Um, texas city
2: i don't i'm not aware honestly like i thought maybe it was just a reference to his career you know like sort of uh, i
0: thought that red rocket was um was the the female interest
1: Oh yeah, I I could see that. At least
0: she's kind of the Red Rocket, yeah. I
1: mean, you guys, yeah. you guys know like Red Rocket, like in South Park, that was like when they would jerk off the dogs.
0: Well, yeah,
2: I think Red Rocket. That's like, what I thought of first. it's like a euphemism for like a dog's penis or like the. Exposed... I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Or like the
1: the glands. Yeah. The glands. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I was thinking maybe it was, like, kind of a reference to, like, you know, his Red Rocket.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought when I first heard the name of the movie.
0: I would actually, yeah, that sounds more plausible to me. Because she's not really a rocket.
1: Yeah, she's Red, she's not a rocket.
0: She is Red, but she's not a rocket.
1: Okay, so, um, yeah. Uh I was not super enthusiastic about watching this movie because it sounded a little gross. With like... Which it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um it wasn't in the ways that I thought it was gonna be though, exactly. I mean Because you hear oh, well, it's a it's a it's a it's a movie about a porn star or ex-porn star or whatever
0: Mm.
1: and i'm like okay that sounds you you
0: thought the whole thing was just gonna be like let's fuck let's fucking have sex like the whole time
1: yeah to be fair there was plenty of sex but
0: but yeah but it wasn't that wasn't like the sort of focus well this is let's talk about it what did what exactly was the sort of journey of the protagonist here what was what was the sort of arc what did we what was the overarching story that was actually happening here i i felt like maybe it was about it was about uh simon simon Rex right and his main and his character and how i don't know he was trying to reclaim his His youth, reclaim his glory, how that was maybe fundamentally fruitless uh, and sort of impossible to do in such a hostile uh, crab mentality type environment, as is revealed by the sort of climax at the end of the movie.
1: Well, hold on. I mean crab mentality implies that like they hated him because he was successful not that he like i mean he was like a sociopathic manipulator
0: well no but that's what it was i would argue that that's what it was um but... there, yeah there, give,
1: there's give there's us your thoughts norm of, or uh
2: there's an element of crab mentality i think but like I don't think it was just the success. It was specifically the fact that he was abandoning them is more, I think, why. Which, I... I still think it's, like, messed up what they did. Obviously, like, what they did was, like, a messed up thing to do. But, like, in a sense, like, they're just... I don't know, like, they obviously like the biggest... Like, he, he, like, sort of, like... Sort of. And, like, obviously, like, not that, like... You have to do that, like that's set in stone or anything, but it's not like it was like pure crab mentality, I think.
0: That's, I, I would disagree. I would argue that being upset that someone's leaving is, a, is an inherent part of crab mentality. And there's, and crab mentality is something that we sociologically see in a lot of sort of class based contexts. And that's exactly what was going on here in its own, in its own small way. He was a guy who grew up in this dirt poor, shitty town of Texas city and went out to LA and he was, you know, successful in a sense. And he had this whole career and he comes back with his tail between his legs and he moves in with his, you know, estranged wife and her, you know, drug addict mother. And, his mistake at the end of the movie, strategically, was revealing to his wife, okay, I'm sorry, I have to leave, I'm going back to L.A., I have some money, um, but it was great being here. And when when she enlisted all those criminals to come in and take all his money that he had saved and beat him up, it was less of a sense of her trying to get the money for herself and more of a sense of crab mentality, of... I don't, you know, no, I don't want him leaving. I don't want him succeeding. I don't want to have to compare myself to someone who not once, but twice made it out of this terrible uh, community that I live in. And so I would disagree and say that it's a very strong sense of crab mentality. And that whole arc at the end was everyone in Texas City saying, we're not going to let you go out and be better than us. You know, it was similar to the trope of, you know, this the, the trope of black kids in the inner city who don't want who get, you know, shamed for doing well on the test because they're acting white. Okay. But hold hold was, on. It was a bit of a, my point is that they, they felt betrayed by him because he was doing anything to live anywhere above that sort of barely.
2: No, I mean, I think, I think the far bigger factor is the fact that like he told like the, the grandmother or like his, his mother-in-law, his he was in, him.
1: yeah. Are you in yeah. or out?
2: Are you in yeah, and out? And like, and like he, he said that he was in, and then like he obviously wasn't in, and then like, obviously like it was really stupid of him to like tell them like the night yes, before. Yes, like, I mean he, in a sense like obviously like it's fucked up they did what they did, but in the sense like he's like really bringing it on himself that like. He's also, like I them. I
1: just I just want to say I mean comparing him. A drug dealer who was cheating on his wife.
0: Uh, You mean a victimless crime? A
1: victimless... Listen. Sure. Yes. He didn't do anything. He didn't violate the NAP.
2: Well, what I was thinking is, like, well, you know, like, his, like, wife, like, she was in the porn industry, too. And I don't think, like, people really hold that against her or anything. Or the fact that, like, for... For a short period of time, she seemed to have been had a successful porn industry, like she was like a successful porn actress, porn star, or whatever. Which is kind but of hard to think... imagine
1: given her like physique, to be honest. Well, yeah, she she didn't look great in this movie. I'm not sure. Well,
2: yeah,
0: but like which was I
1: guess is, the point, but
2: well, obviously, like the point is like she's like a bit beat up in age now compared well, to. But, but, but
0: that's that's another important that's another important element to this is the sort of gendered. Of the gender differences in aging. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, well, sure there no, was a no. A lot that, of resentment that... on her. Okay. Oh, sorry. Let... Go ahead. There's, there was probably a lot of resentment on her part that he could just keep swinging, and he could, and he could, you know, have a second, a second wind, and he could, uh, you know, make another attempt and have a revival in his career. And she was just done. She has nowhere else to go. She has nothing left. In a way that he doesn't, largely because he's a man and she's a woman. And for but also because he takes care of himself, him. too. Well, yes, no, that's absolutely true. But there are, but, but there are, and you know, and there's probably part of her that feels like, or that felt like, you know, she was there to take care of her mom, and that sort of held her back for her life. And here he is, not just living his own more successful life, but coming to sleep on their couch and sort of parading it in front of them. Um, and so, yeah, and that goes back to my overall point of crab mentality. I mean, this is something that if we look at Sean Baker's movies a lot, he is, I think if there's one thing that he did that he portrays, well, it's how a lot of poor communities are very resistant to people improving their lives. That there's a, there's a way in which, uh, there's a way in which people can sort of act together to keep other people in the community down out of a sense of crime mentality that happened in this movie that happened in the florida project that happened
1: when does it Olympics? exactly happen in the florida project i guess it it sort of does because william defoe's character right is trying to look out for uh you know uh the whole well, i
2: i think i think the woman is like implied to have, you know like obviously called cfs the child care services on her friend that's
0: right yeah the woman the woman who gets into the fight with her friend uh is probably the one who who calls cps um and i think yeah although to
1: be fair it's it's not really out of envy that was just like that was was, straightforward revenge right
0: well but that that, that revenge is important that revenge is important um that revenge is part of this yeah, but, like...
1: Well, I agree. Well, it's it's part of, like, the dysfunctional cycle of these communities. I would say that. I don't think it's crab mentality. That,
2: yeah, yeah I, I don't think you could really say it's, like, crab mentality in a direct sense. It's, like, it's not like she's not going anywhere. She doesn't have any success. Like, there's... No, like, no, the that, primary that point That's of crab true. mentality isn't
0: there. But... But, but I guess... And I mean, this is a, once again, this is a broader sociological point, which is that the lot of problems that poor people face are not them being poor in a vacuum. It's them being poor and having to live amongst other poor people and the dysfunction that that often causes.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, And I think that a lot of these situations in these Sean Baker movies depict that really well. That it's the, the, the cheek by jowl nature of all these poor people living and interacting together, where people have such a hard time ex- extricating themselves from those situations.
2: Yeah, that's true. Like, in, there's sort of like you could like extend crab mentality to like encompass like all of that. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's sort of yeah. That like it's not necessarily everyone consciously saying let's ruin this person's life, but it's a way of everyone's dysfunction sort of contaminating everyone else. Right. And yeah, that, yeah, that basically the dysfunctional screwed up way that these people live affects people next to them. And then that comes back to them and they're, it's cyclical, but it's just, there's always, there's always something that's going to go wrong because someone is doing something stupid. Um, So, yeah. I don't know. Red Rocket. What else did I think? I thought that it was interesting the dynamic between him and that guy who was basically like his little his little worshiper, his little yes.
1: Who, oh my god!
0: but it was like that was that was that was pretty depressing.
1: That reminded um, were, me, God, his look reminded me of like Gummo. Like he would just like <laughs> a dial vibe, yeah. like literally, like just guard the bottom, like barrel, like southerner.
0: Just yeah, just like emaciated. And although I don't even get the sense.
1: Scrawny Lonnie, Scrawny Lonnie. That was his I name.
0: I, I almost feel like I would say that the most sort of like stomach churning. Um gummo-ish, like, low-class uh, appearance person in that movie was probably the mother-in-law. Uh, uh, and especially how yeah. she, she was, like, this old woman. I mean, it was great the way that she was this old woman. She, like, you know, was, was broke, lived in this shitty little house, like was just sit was just sitting on the couch all day watching like Donald Trump speeches <laughs> yeah i i th- th-
1: i thought I, th- I thought the th- election th- stuff just as an aside was done very well
0: oh, it was great, it was great. but then she would go around and she would stand around outside at night like free basing <laughs> And it's like this is your life that was the most gummo-ish
1: well okay, so um, the pain may- i it could potentially have been weed, but I think his reaction sort of implies that it isn't.
0: Well, it's not. It's because he was he was reacting to like he was, and this this goes back to what I to my overall point, which is that he was sort of looking down on them. You know, he's dealing weed off of bicycle, but these are you know middle aged women who are smoking dope, as he said, and probably what he doesn't mean by he doesn't mean weed by that. They wouldn't be hiding that from him. Um, he means something a lot harder, and he was sort of looking down his nose at them. You know, he's not exactly a sober living uh, Puritan or anything, but he, but he, in the way that you know everyone, everyone in some sort of degenerate activity, degenerate environment, looks at everyone who is sort of below them as disgusting, but sort of doesn't hold themselves to any standard. Right. He was looking down his nose and, right you. Oh, you know, I, it's I, funny. I, there's I there, there's doing, a. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know if this is what you're going to bring up, but there's a mutual friend of ours or maybe ex-friend um his uh Bulgarian friend has this kind of idea where uh anyone like less successful than them as like a nationality, it's their fault, but anyone who's more successful than Bulgarians, it's because of luck or something like that, right? Yeah, it's it's very a very common mindset for like
0: i mean it's a it's a you know let's let's talk about the elephant in the room in red rocket which is this is how a lot of sexual deviants feel right um this is something this is something you see with this is this is something you see with like women who are sex workers um which is okay i'll do this i'll do that but women who do that (laughs) Oh yeah, they're they're beyond the pale, and it's like okay, six months from now, that's what you're going to be doing because you're going to be that desperate, right? You see this with men who, you know, you see this with pedophiles, right? The man who says, "Listen, you know, I'm I'm not one of those sickos who wants to sleep with nine year olds. I'm I'm interested in teenagers." And then this nine year old guy, I'm not one of those sickos who who's into toddlers. They all just sort of anyone who's one step beyond me is sinful and totally. You know disgusting but what i'm doing is okay right and i think that i think that there's an element of that that there's i mean it's really what it is is it's just people angling for status right it's the simon i don't remember the name of the character simon rex the guy his character
1: mickey something
0: something like that he he is in a small way he's trying Mike. to keep his chin up he in some way is trying to look down his nose uh, despite as as much of a failure as he is he needs to be able to look at other people and say well that's, at least I'm not that bad um, maybe he keeps the neighbor around for that reason I mean yeah he gets rides from him but there's a way in which he can sort of be around hanging around this guy and say look at look at big old me this, this well
1: hanging, i think i think tree you tree. know it's funny you say that because i think that was part of like the shaming him about the uh the stolen valor because you know simon's rex characters doesn't give a shit about the troops right yeah he used that opportunity to just make yeah fucking what's his name lonnie feel bad
2: well, yeah, well, well, no, it makes yeah. Lonnie feel bad and to, like, give give
0: him even, like, more power and leverage over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, that, the Lonnie was so interesting. I mean, that whole, that, it was great because the movie was sort of, it had been going on for a while, it was the same old, you felt like it was winding down a little bit. And then that whole, that whole diversion happens where well, they cause, like, you know, the 20-car pile up or whatever. Yeah. Um... And that was so great the way that Lonnie just, you know, what is it? Nikki just says to him, "Listen, like you didn't, you don't know me. I had nothing to do with this. Right. You don't know who I am. Blah blah blah." And Lonnie just takes one for the team. Lonnie just rolls over. Yeah. Um, and yeah I
1: mean, I it, like, okay, can we admit like Simon Rex is a bad guy, right?
0: The truth, honestly, I don't know if I'm willing to say that.
1: Even after, even after what he did there,
0: well, he wasn't driving.
1: Oh, yes, but he ca- he basically caused it, right? He Rex panicked. He panicked the driver. Him. He has some culpability. He has some responsibility.
0: I think, I think that if Lonnie was in the passenger seat and Simon Rex was in the driver's seat, and Lonnie said, "Oh my God, we missed our exit," and the same thing happened, you would be singing a different tune. I think that. That Lonnie's sort of role as a as a submissive guy is coloring your ethical considerations. Here. Well, listen. I okay, a lot of so, look like so that and wait. So, Lonnie is a little boy. Simon no, Rex is a man. No. Okay. So Simon Rex is, is responsible for Lonnie's mistakes. Listen, not and it's
1: it, it, it's it's not just the fucking accident. He she he he gets together with his le- his wife under false pretenses, right? And then has sex with someone else, right? The oh, age wow. of the age doesn't matter, but it's bad. It's a bad thing. I mean, it's the lying.
0: Age, the age, even the age, kind of matters. I would say to me, the, the age probably matters more than the uh, than the Simon Rex sleeping around stuff.
1: That's insane.
0: Um, but
1: how dare you sir? God.
2: How dare you? Um, I mean, I, I no. don't think he's he's
1: a, he's a like, manipulator. He's a sociopath. He, I, I you know what? This is like Nightcrawler. He's basically fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Nightcrawler. There's
0: actually a good point. There is. There are some parallels there. I'll give you that. But the the difference is we have to see where is he? Where is he actively like throw like screwing people over? Where is he actively like destroying other people's lives? The Lonnie situation. Lonnie pulled the trigger. Lonnie, you know, turned the wheel. It was. It was. A I'm
1: not talking state. about legal culpability, but isn't there some moral culpability? I mean, the guy has no conception of like he would. He was willing to say like, Lonnie, oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to get over. Like, I don't I mean, know.
0: Oh, I mean, listen. If I were in the situation, if I were Simon Rex in that situation, I would probably feel some culpability and say like. I need to make this right somehow. But, I mean, think about it this way, from a sort of, like, prison abolitionist perspective. <laughs> what benefit is society going to get from having both of them behind bars? Well,
1: no, no, no. And- yeah, that's why I said legal. Like, okay, I don't think he had any legal culpability.
0: Well, no. Well, I mean, the, the thing about, like, I mean, so maybe he's morally culpable. I don't know where we go. My point is, is letting Lonnie take the legal fall from that? I mean, maybe you could say it's unfair that Lonnie has to take it, but not Simon. But if both of them took it and they both like if both of them suffered instead of one of them, like neither of their situations would be improved. Simon Rex's would just be worse. Right. This is this is this sort of equality. This is the same thing that I think um, a lot of Black Lives Matter people say when they see some situation where like. A white person is acting belligerent in public and they get de-escalated by a cop and they say, if he was a black boy, he would have been shot. And there's a sort of undertone of, and so maybe he should have been shot, because at least then it would be evil. if we, If there were more white people getting gunned down in the streets, at least there'd be some equality. And it's like, no, that's strictly worse from utilitarianism. Okay,
1: defense. but do you get any indication that Simon Rex feels any actual guilt for what happened?
0: Yes, I do.
1: I think he's I mean, only okay. Remember, layer, though, when, when the there. moment, the moment that Lonnie's lawyer says that uh, he did everything, he takes full responsibility. Uh, Mickey is cheering in the backyard and thanking well, yes, God.
0: He's he's cheering. He's cheering because
1: for because of himself. Is... Yeah.
0: No, but he, he's, yes he's cheering because he's relieved for himself. But I don't think he's sitting there. I think that there's probably a lot under there of this really sucks for Lonnie. But, you know, he's dealing with reality as it is.
1: When has Simon ever showed any compassion to someone? Okay. In the entire movie. In the entire movie.
0: Simon paid August's rent in full. He wasn't. He wasn't paying one third of the rent. He was sleeping on the couch, and he paid the rent in. Four.
1: Yes, but he was getting. He was doing that to get leverage, so he could have like a free hand.
0: Uh, if he had paid a
1: third, would do you think that they would have been, like, as permissive as wait, they, they were towards him?
0: As as what towards him?
1: Permissive.
0: Well, how in what way were they permissive?
1: For I mean, for like weeks, they, you know, he was like a good guy. He basically bought goodwill for for that month, for the whole month.
0: Did they show him.
1: What are you talking about? They didn't. They what? they weren't how, they okay. They weren't hounding him about a job after after no, he'd he made was that paying money.
0: His way. So why does it matter? And by the way, from their perspective, he had a job. These people aren't sitting around saying. You know, oh, you need to. He's out there, He's a drug dealer. And to and to, to them, that's as that's as good a job as any. It's probably better than most. Uh, no,
1: matter. no, 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 no. I think I think there was a scene in which it was made clear that like that wasn't that wasn't what they were talking about when they said get a job. Uh, early on, it was like, oh, you're dealing drugs from like fucking LaQuanda's like house. Like, you mm-hmm. need to get you know, a real job.
0: This is... This is all I'm saying, all, I'm they just,
1: they don't, okay, I'm not saying, uh, oh, listen, I mean, everyone, everyone that. in a Sean Baker, mo- in all Sean Baker's she, movies should be killed, okay? Well, well, I'm just saying thought, well, Simon well, Rex hey, hey, is one of those point? people. Actually, she did yeah, go
2: a job. It was like, she had a Craig's, she went on Craigslist dates, you know, Oh yeah. like, which, oh. which is, which, which is why the grandmother was upset, obviously, when, like. Well, I mean, like she was. Well, this like, is
0: why the grandmother was happy when he said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna pay rent around here. I'm gonna pay for you guys." Well, but she well said, yeah. Okay, my daughter can finally stop cooking.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's why she asked him, "Are you in or out?" Because I need to know. Because like, she goes on Craigslist dates. I
0: guess so. That's. I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys that. But at some level, like, I don't know. I think that there are a lot of. I think I think there's a lot of uh, gender-based obligations baked into this. No, yeah, no there man. are.
1: You know, because men and women are. are different. Sorry.
0: I I mean I just don't like how like you
2: were like 100% like one-sided on it for a while. But like, um, I, I will say like I think it was like very intentional. Like the scene where like they can they like get up like in the middle of the night like we're like. His, like, wife gets his um her mom. Like, I think, like, it's, like, intentionally, like, they look like witches. They look like witches in, like, Macbeth. Like, they're in, like, <laughs> a green tinted... And, like... Yeah. Like, at that moment, like, the, I think they're really playing up, like, the aged, old, bitter old woman. So, like, there's definitely, like, an aspect of that for sure. Well, that's... I, think.
0: I mean, there's this... Once again, we were talking about this earlier, right? That there is an undertone in all this of the inequality that arises from ageism and how that falls along gender lines. And I think that him coming back, you know, him, him, him showing up at their house like that and actually being able to sort of put some money together and make some moves. And, you know, in a Texas city sense, be entrepreneurial when that's something that, you know, the her, the mother-in-law and the wife, It's when that's something that's kind of out of reach for them, there's a resentment that brews there because they're powerless. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you know, he's saying, here, I'll pay the rent, here, I'll do this, but he can sort of get up and leave whenever he wants. I think you see this in, you know, I think you see this in sort of dating contexts as well, sometimes where you see women who are, you know, in their late 30s or in their 40s, you know, and there are guys who are their same age who are dating women a lot younger than them. And the reason that they shame them and they're so angry at them is they have no other leverage. All they can do, all they can do is put is shame these guys because they they have sort of they, they have nothing that they can hold against them. They have no they have they, they they feel powerless in a way that they have never been before in their adult lives. And it's an incredibly crushing feeling to lose that sense of control. And that's what the, I think that's what the mother-in-law and the wife feel that he shows up, he shows up with not, with only the clothes on his back. And in a matter of weeks, he's the breadwinner and he sort of calls the shots. That's, that's, I don't want to say emasculating because they're not men, but that's very disempowering. And that's very, um, it's, it's, it's very crushing to have that realization and see how much agency and he has compared to them. Um, and have it rubbed and you know he's living among them it's being rubbed in their faces
1: and let's so. and let's not forget it re- it isn't exactly just the um you know just the family like do you remember okay so when he goes to like beg for a wee job right and he gets the uh you know he gets like the bag of the shitty weed the reggie sure. and she's like i bet you that boy be smoking that in 15 minutes and then he yep. comes back, and he's like, with the money, and he's also like, yeah, please don't give me shitty weed like that again, uh, so I, I won't get return customers. Like, I'm sure, to a certain extent, the the um, the partnership at the end was sort of like the old black lady being a little bit resentful that her best earner was just this random white guy who, like, walked in and asked for, like, a bag of weed.
0: Well yes, I mean I, I I hate to keep bringing it back to this to this point about these poor communities, but
1: I mean this, that's I mean, that's this, what Sean Baker is about, so well you yes, know go I on I
0: think I do think that like the crab mentality stuff, part of it is a recognition that you know yeah and you know we can have an argument well, he's white, so it's all different, okay well. but um.
1: Yeah, I think the the is, race stuff is not that important in this I actually,
0: Yeah, I actually agree. That it doesn't seem like the characters are looking at that too hard. Um, but, maybe, but you know, like, the New York Times would say that. But um, he is someone who comes from the same city, who comes from a poor, destitute family, and he not once went out and, you know, made his money and was, you know, this successful guy, at least in their eyes. Now he comes back and he's able to start building up much faster than they can. And so... This And so as you're saying, yeah, like that, that at some level, the probably even, even that, you know, older sort of matriarch of the, of the weed, uh, the, the sort of weed kingpin queen pin woman, she looks at him and she says, this guy, you know, this guy is going to take over from me sometime. This guy is, he's coming after my turf and every, and you know, her daughter and all the people around her say, wow, this guy's like so successful so quickly in a way that I couldn't be, um, and I, I think that's so important. This is why it can be so hard to be successful, and to, like, be, you know, to have a, you know, successful socioeconomic mobility in these places, because everyone who has access to the same resources as you, access to the same background as you, um, but is not nearly as successful as you, can't grasp at anything and say, well, this is what I blame it on, right? If me. If uh, if Mahoney walks into Texas City and says, "Look at the car I drive. Look at the money I have. Look at look at my life," they'll say, "You had rich parents and you went to a fancy college, right?" But for Simon Rex, they got nothing. All they can say is, "He must have worked harder. He must have been smarter." Right. No, that's that's a really hard thing to admit. Yeah. Nobody, nobody,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. That's why it they. I honestly, that is such a good way of explaining the kind of resentment because a lot of i mean obviously they don't they couldn't put it in those words but that is what really is going on it's a lack of excuses
0: well and the thing is he's not even the most it would be you know imagine if he came back and he said i'm an mit educated engineer now it would be that on steroids but he's still you know he's not traditionally successful but he's still a guy who was able to Make a bunch of movies, make a bunch of contacts, you know, for for his neighbor, fuck a lot of women. That's not nothing, um, mm-hmm. and is able to come back once again with just the clothes on the on his back, and turn and start to turn his life around in a significant way, at least within the context of that community. And so, I do think that's a big part. Of I mean, this is this is something that this is something that sort of goes back to. This, this, I think there's like a Trumpian element to this too, like are the Trumpian populist voting bloc. And, you know, obviously this made references to that, and I thought that was nicely weaved in. But think about the way in which sort of white, poor, working class Trump supporters vote, look at the intelligentsia. The yeah. problem is because the, the intelligentsia is so race-focused, is so focused on someone's immigrant status, whether they're an English speaker, whether they're a, you know, a person of color, right? The um, the the white the poor white Trump supporter is not given from the sort of, from, like the educated, intelligent, elite people are not giving them anything to grab onto as this is my excuse for not succeeding. And so when the New York Times runs a story that says here are all these demographic things that can cause you to have a worse life, you know, being, if you're not straight, if you're not a man, if you're not, you know, white, if it, a poor, you know, like, What is what is the what is the little neighbor guy who, you know, on paper has all these things going for him? How is he supposed to square that with being a fucking loser? So all he can do is just blow up in their face and say, fuck you. I hate you because I'm a loser and you're telling me that none of the legitimate reasons to be a loser apply to me. So I must just be a deserving loser. I must just be someone who deserves to be this way because I don't have the I don't have the crutch of racism sexism homophobia whatever to fall back on so i'm just someone who deserves to fail it's yeah. my own fault right you know that's i think that's a big that's the story a lot of 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 the volk that's a big thing fueling the culture war yeah that's a big thing fueling the volk
1: for for listeners uh volk is a reference to uh sort of like the middling mass of america um because I think that the, Sorry, I etymology Yeah, go on.
0: Our version of Volk is basically a reference to the fact that Volk was something that the Nazis used um, to describe like the, the, you know, the the, the heartland German people. Yes. And So Volk is something that we use a little bit um, tongue in cheek tongue. Yeah, tongue in cheek to describe the white working class. That like white nationalists
2: and neo Nazis. Well, well yeah, it's
0: because like
2: alt right weirdos on the internet, or like protect our Volk, and like like yeah, neo Nazis <laughs> and like yeah. But so yeah, like I don't know. They use it sort of sarcastically.
0: Do yeah. you guys want to? Do you guys want to talk about Sean Baker more generally and some of the other Sean Baker films? You want I to
1: would, I would. You know, I wanted. I think it would be good to turn to Tangerine for a moment because, in a sense, there's not really a crab. I mean, could you point to a, a evidence um, of crab I, mentality well, in Tangerine? No, no. Uh, I think,
2: in a sense, like it has almost the biggest or most direct example of crab mentality. Her friends, like the... Transgender woman's other transgender woman
1: friend. Uh you we know guys. what? You're right. You're right. It was so obvious I couldn't even see it. Yes, you're right. Could you? Could you elaborate?
0: I actually rewatched it recently, but like, could you elaborate on what you mean? Well, and I well, remember friend... there were two women. One woman, one transgender woman, was black, and the other was, I think, either Hispanic or or maybe mixed. They race. were. They were
1: both black. They were both. Black. They
0: were both black. Uh, the main one, Cindy, was like kind of lighter skinned,
2: but they were both. Okay. Black. Yeah and okay, uh, yeah so cindy, cindy, cindy's the blonde who's like a little bit lighter skinned the other is like black yeah. hair uh yeah and cindy's
0: the one who just got out of jail
2: yeah yeah cindy's the one who just got out of jail and like cindy like meets up with her friend alexandra i think and yeah. uh alexandra tells her that like her boyfriend her boyfriend slash ex-pimp um i can't remember his name but his, that guy her chester like, fiance, yeah chester um uh, has just, been yeah. dating, has been dating a fish or like uh, cisgender
0: woman. That's right. That's right. She, he, yeah. He, yeah. He's cheating on her with fish,
1: as she
0: says. A fish. Right. Real that's, fish. That, yeah. That's
1: also crab mentality.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's fish mentality. No, but uh, <laughs> I, it's it's funny how like just in that little yeah, how like how cutting, just throwing that word out. Oh, he's cheating on you with fish. Like if you analyze that statement, like wow like that is very i don't know how you put the word cis misogynistic or something like right he's cheating on you with fish he's cheating on you with a hole like <laughs> but yeah
1: it's also obviously probably on a subconscious level deeply humiliating because oh, 100%, because amazing. yeah because obviously what's your name the little the fish will be more of a woman than she ever will be and there's a oh, sense yeah. in that she understands that
0: there's there's yes there's a huge amount of this is some i mean you can you can like you can go watch contra videos about this right how like a lot of transgender women even after they've done opera not that these women have but even after they've done operations and they've you know had all of these things done to them they still feel like god what i would give to like you know even be, to be anywhere near as passing as a cisgender woman and that And there's a sort of feeling of, like, if only they could appreciate what they have, and if only I could have what they
2: have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Right, and of course, at the end, it turns out that the pimp also slept with uh, Alexandra, and of course, Alexandra never said that. And, like, he, like, very directly sort of, like, calls out like a crab mentality, without using that word, of course, because they wouldn't use that word for that concept. But, like, yeah, that, like, She's jealous of her. She's jealous of fish. Like she's jealous of everybody. She's jealous of the pimp. She's just jealous of success. Period. Basically.
0: Yeah. Well, there's definitely some of that going on. Well, I mean, well, I. It is... oh, go ahead.
2: oh, sorry. Well, I think like throughout the movie, it's like kind of subtle. Like, but like throughout the movie, even the other like transgender prostitutes are like making yes. fun of. Yes. Yes, like they are. They're constantly making fun of her that like, oh, she got eighty dollars for a nine hundred dollar date. Like like she doesn't even know she doesn't know how to use makeup, like and like none of them like show up to the party except Cindy,
0: obviously is late. This is this is I never was thinking about it. See, I just thought I was looking at this as these these transgender prostitutes are just are just losers and that's just who they are. But I never really thought about a sort of status hierarchy with the other transgender women walking the streets. And I think you might be very on to something. Well, yeah, this is, this I think. Just... An under- and, an under-
1: and under- to be problem. fair, I think there's at least, a, a, at least a bit of like racial hierarchy going on there too. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, I
0: guess that there was like one, there was like a white one. Well, no, like, no, no, hierarchy.
1: There was like a little pet. There was like a pack of like the white bit, the white trannies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, who, were, who were like, yeah. It's like, bitch, you get out of here. Cause they're um, they're like was, ratchet hoes like that got arrested. Or most
2: or of them were black, and like I think, for the most part, I don't think that was actually that big of an element, honestly. With the maybe the exception of like that. One well, there was different
1: groups, and I, I think the implication, like as like they went up like the city, is like there was different like there was like the good hookers spots, and then there was
0: the bad ones. Yeah. And, and, and our and our protagonists were sort of just left with the scraps, I guess, is the idea.
1: Right, well, left least... with Armenian taxi drivers.
2: Well, at least <laughs> Alexandra was. Honestly, like, Cindy, like, like the pimp, may, maybe it was all just, like, pretend. And, like, it was just, like, so, like, she wouldn't go, like, ape shit or whatever. But it seemed like the pimp actually had, like some real feelings for cindy but maybe yeah i mean
1: i i i was i was suspect for a while about whether if he actually was like into her or, or if it was a really cruel lie but when they made out i thought okay i guess he is at least like attracted to her
2: yeah because like i i kind of expected that like he, like, there'd be a much bigger
1: meltdown, and like, like right? Like, yeah, like, like, like she was like soup, like, actually, like psychotic, and like she thought that her pimp actually, like, was like attracted, and he was like, and he right, would be right, like, exactly. uh, that's Remember disgusting. The, the, the white, the
2: white fish who she beats up and drags to the donut shop, like, she's making fun of her during the, like, you think you're, you're go fiance, you think you're like, boyfriend? well, the fiance
1: is obviously. Delusional, but well,
2: well, 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 like she's like common you, law fiance. You you, you think you <laughs> yeah. like n words or like going to Red Lobster on dates and shit? Like
0: <laughs> that was that, that was Red Lobster.
1: Yeah, that was a great bit. That, yeah,
0: that was that that is nice. perfect. Sean Baker's a fucking genius. Although maybe some of these, I'm just, well, you want? Yeah, it could have been
1: ad libs for sure.
0: Well, yeah, a lot of these movies, uh, these are not professionals. Um, I know this. I know that Cindy and her friend. Um, I don't know if they're prostitutes, but they're certainly real transgender. Well, you know, yeah, the
1: you know Sean was their customer.
2: Well, well, yeah, Sean like I, I mean, I've read like, and of course, I'm sure you've read too that like he often gets locals like. Yeah, Flo- Florida Project yeah. was a hundred
1: percent. He
0: was actually their customer.
1: Yeah, oh. <laughs> that would have been funny. I, just read
0: that Sean was their customer.
1: I mean, he is apparently pro sex workers, so you know.
0: Yeah, which like respect to king, but um, <laughs> what was I going to say? That yes, that's hilarious. The Red Lobster thing is great. Maybe it was ad lib, but it does, you know, that th- like it does sort of evince the sense in which for Chester and Cindy and this group of people, you know, Red Lobster is like a once a year kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, and the same for Texas City. You know, let's say that Simon's character was not, you know, angling for his return to stardom, and let's say he was really willing to like. Have his you know to do the the white picket fence thing you know of sorts with his with his estranged wife you know maybe on their one year anniversary of getting back together they go to Ruby Tuesdays yeah exactly you know, they're, I they're mean Sunday remember
1: the the, the the fancy thing like uh, get get whatever size you want girls I'm paying for everything and like the total I remember this was sixteen dollars of the whole thing
0: oh, wait, at the wait, donut wait, shop. shop at the donut shop yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Get her
1: the biggest cappuccino well, well, you can. Yeah, and they're
2: like very
0: reluctant to get
2: like a large coffee. They're like, no, I'll just get that's a small right.
0: That's them. right. It's like, why don't you get a large coffee, which is like a, a buck 05 instead of 80 cents or something? Yeah, yeah. And, and it takes like
2: five different times of him like assuring them, oh, get a large, get a large. Oh my
0: God. Um, yeah, that's so true. So that Armenian cab driver, what a fucking performance
1: great performance um i uh i was an epic uh libertarian gamer i watched a cam because my friend had already seen it uh so he didn't want to see it again with me and i didn't want to be uh arrested for being a pedophile so
0: i think it's on netflix
1: you're kidding I yeah, think yeah. I think I checked. Most I think the, I
0: checked. The, most of Sean Baker's movies are on Netflix. Oh, no, yeah, no,
1: yeah, but it just came out. Red Rocket, it was confusing. But- yeah, oh, sorry, not Tangerine. I was not- talking about well I mentioned
0: the Armenian cab driver because it's- Yeah,
1: which is from Well, yeah, Andrew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um you're right. That got mixed up in my head but well, actually, whatever yeah. the street the stream didn't have was there a translation for the armenian or were? was there not i can't remember in hey,
0: netflix there was yeah
1: oh okay i just had to like sit through it and like i mean i got the gist of what they were like saying yeah or yeah
0: he was that guy that guy's interesting well first of all i want to talk with chester do you guys recognize that actor
1: no tell us
0: chester was in if you saw season two of the wire he played ziggy um, and that actor has also been in a bunch of, um, what's his name? Not Harmony Corinne, the other guy, the guy, the shoot, I have to look him up real quick. The guy, the guy who directed kids, um, which, oh my God, Larry Clark, Larry Clark did, uh, has, has had that actor in a couple, in a few of his movies, but he's great. Um, I, but I was going to say the guy who played the cab driver What's interesting about him, if you were to look him up on IMDb or something, uh-huh. he basically is only his his main acting work is Sean Baker movies, but he's been in a bunch of them and he's been great in all of them. Oh I mean, yeah. yeah, he wasn't in Red Rocket. Or I didn't I didn't catch him in Red Rocket. He, he, he was in know, Red
2: Rocket actually. I, I didn't notice ooh. him.
0: Yeah, I didn't notice
2: him. But like I I did while doing research, like I noticed that he was in Red Rocket and like he was apparently in Red Rocket. Was, yeah. No, uh,
0: tell me where, where was he? Uh,
2: Oh, he—he's Arash, but like I can't remember who that was. Okay, yeah. The fun. So he was—he was
0: in—he was in, he was in uh, the Florida Project as the owner of the hotel. Um, who he makes a brief cameo.
1: Yes, yes. When it? he's telling the church van to move behind because it's embarrassing. Yeah, was <laughs>
0: handing out the food to the poor people. Yeah. like, do this in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, he was he he was I'm pretty sure he was in Takeout. He was definitely in. The movie about the nigerian immigrant in new york he's great he's in he's in oh, I love oh
2: okay him. so so he wasn't on screen he was like on the phone the porn impasseo like
1: oh okay okay that's funny um,
0: did, did you notice also that there was an asian woman who ran the donut shop in tangerine and the donut shop in? Ritton? oh yeah of course of course i noticed that yeah um, so that's sort of interesting. It wasn't a
1: donut about. shop in Tangerine, I think, right? Was
0: it? No, they, they were uh, because... both donuts.
1: Like... That's a funny reference. That's an epic yeah, she reference.
0: The, she, was, she was the donut Yeah,
1: I, I, I call cop. I call you, I call cop. Yeah. You get out huh, here. I
0: thought, yeah, Tangerine's crazy. Our cab driver was great. Obviously, uh, we should just mention... That,
2: that reminds me of, like, one of the craziest moments in, like, the Red Rocket. When he just, like, straight up, like, drives to his, her, like, his, like, teenage girlfriend's, like, teenage boyfriend's house.
1: and Yeah, that, her was, her. that was and, like, so ballsy.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he just, like, gets off with him to the side and, like, explains that he's, like, a porn actor and, like, he's been with, like, hundreds yeah, of... Yeah, Google like,
1: me. I'm, look at my cock.
2: Yeah, you just can't compete, buddy.
1: Google, Google anal prolapse. That was honestly, to a certain extent, I think there was a hint of sort of like desperate, like, kind of like mid uh, mid life crisis desperation in that move. There's well, a, yeah.
0: there's a there's a, there's an element of mid life crisis desperation in his entire relationship with. Uh, with true, Strawberry.
1: true. Although. I will say. I mean, I mean was, a lot of it was kind ridiculous. of like just openly like mercenary as well. Well, like, she's my ticket out of her. this shithole.
0: Well, it, I wouldn't call it openly. I would say I don't think she was aware of that. I think that she that he sort of seduced her. And what's interesting is that I noticed something about her character, which is she was sort of she was a little smarter than you might assume. You know, obviously she revealed as you got to know her, like. It's not like she was just some pure, innocent girl. who was working Oh, absolutely.
1: And, yeah, yeah. She was a hell.
0: Um, and, but I think that what's interesting is that, and this is something that you see sometimes with women in her position, young women, where she sort of, because she has all this sort of power in terms of being able to sleep with any guy she wants, being able to walk down the street. And, you know, guys are just falling over themselves to her. She thinks, oh, look, I'm a teenager. I've got it all figured out. Um, when really she's the one being duped, right? She, she has, she feels like she can conquer the world because everyone wants to have sex with her. Um, yeah. and really Simon Rex is working at con the entire time. Uh, and so that was sort of an interesting element to it too, that she, she feels like, Oh, like I hold all the cards, I hold all the power. And so how could I be manipulated? And she's just completely oblivious, um, to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she would get owned. I mean, obviously this is probably very common with girls like her um in the porn yeah, industry. Or getting
0: or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Just but but it, it is it is interesting. It is interesting the way that that she has this sort of there's this invincibility. I mean, I personally see this, you know, with like young women who go on dating apps and you know, they, they it's almost it's, it's almost petty the way sometimes that it can be. I'm going to make a Tinder profile that says, like, I'm cool, ha, 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 and 500 guys will immediately like me, even though I basically – all I am is, is some photos and, like, no no obvious personality. And isn't that crazy? And i ooh, this guy put a period in the wrong place, so I'm just going to stop talking to him. And there's this sort of – there's this omnipotence that the feeling, and there's this sort of feeling of I can just – Look at me! I have I have all these suitors, and I can just do whatever I want. and I can pick whoever I want, and um, and under that is not an understanding that that's something that won't last. That's something that's on the surface, and other people can manipulate you without you even realizing it. Um, and it's also something you might regret. So I thought that was sort of an interesting, an interesting uh, undercurrent to this.
1: I thought the ending of Red Rocket and. To a certain, I mean, okay, well, I'll well, let's just go with Red Rocket for right the now.
0: The ending of Red Rocket had a lot of, in common with the ending of the Florida Project. Right, right. Yes,
1: that's what I, I was going to say, but I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself.
0: Um, but go
1: ahead. I mean, it is, like, yeah, the the very end shot where it's like, oh man, she's the sexiest girl on earth. She is 17 and like, 360 days, like like it's just yeah. like this like loving like shot like at, even after like uh Simon Rex just has just got like you know the shit beat out of him he's got nothing at this point he's got right. a, a, enough for Can't a fucking a bus, ticket bus ticket well he had to beg for a bus ticket yeah and then it's just like this goddess like
2: yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously door. sort of a play on the male gaze, I guess.
0: Well, but I wonder, I wonder if we can maybe suss out the. I wonder if we can and remind me of how Tangerine ends.
1: I was thinking about this when I was going to say this because I very, very clearly remember how Florida Project ends, especially because I watched it like very, like an hour ago. Um, okay, remind me of Tangerine. Uh, what, yeah. T- uh, ten,
2: well, I I, I remember. Or do you want to say, Adrian? Or, you uh, say it, no, Norm. Norm. Nor- Nor- or um, uh, yeah. So like, I think um, Alexandra takes Cindy to like a laundromat, laundromat, and um, like to oh, up she and everything. Oh, so they,
0: they, they get hate crimes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then the then she gives her her wig.
0: That's right. Okay, so it's so it it doesn't fall into the sort of ending of the other two, but I I do feel like. Florida Pro- i wonder what sean baker is trying to say i maybe get the sense that there's a that he's implying a sort of a sort of animating myth a sort of uh a utopian like the, that, that for he, florida he project,
1: is, i totally agree yes that there that, is well,
0: i think that in both cases there's a sense of like well well i guess the problem is that at the end of red rocket that's not really what he was after he wasn't after like some cute you know, young co ed or whatever, he was after rebuilding his life. And yeah. So that little, that little, you know, mirage at the end didn't really signify that. But for the little girls in the Florida Project, it was, you know, an actual childhood, actual stability. He he
1: uh, did say, he has, he has commented about the end scene of Florida Project. He has, as far as I know, he has not commented on Red Rocket. Maybe. Can
0: you, can you tell us what he had to say about it? So he,
1: he's basically um, saying that, um, the only happiness that could be found in um like the Florida project setting is like a child's joy and that the, the child that that and that was sort of like the overarching like theme of like because originally he um he got the idea just like seeing like kids just walk like playing and like motel parking lots and he was like like the simple joy of like a child even among like just poverty or whatever so so yeah so uh the ending of Florida Prior was sort of like this kind of dream sequence and it's like this is like the only possible joy uh attainable for the people who live in uh Kissimmee I think Uh, how do you say Kissimmee Florida
2: Well, yes, and he's also commented on Red Rocket as well. And I think, like...
1: Has he commented on the ending?
2: Yeah, yeah, he has. And, like, it's not directly addressing his, like, dream of getting his life and career back together. But I think, like, the implication is that, like, it's a fantasy, like, dream sort of where, like, she still, like, wants him enough that, like, she's, like, going to go with, like, Los Angeles to him and, like...
0: Like, Despite the fact that his 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 fortunes have reversed,
2: right? Exactly. Like, um,
0: yeah, I'm... yes. Well, let's, let's talk about the Florida project real quick. Um, where was I going with this? Well, oh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry.
1: That's all right. Um, you know. I think we, honestly, I think we've kind of exhausted our, uh... What we could probably productively talk about. It's been about an hour. So, uh, if you okay. guys want to say any, like, final thoughts about Sean Baker, I, I know Mahoney has, is a bit more of a do. Sean Baker scholar than, um...
0: i actually doing some final thoughts about it Yeah,
1: why not? Yeah. Well... Take us away.
0: And I think, I think that, uh... I think that Jonah might not like this, but
1: That's I think
0: that Sean Baker's films, especially the three that we discussed today, are very, in, are, are very illustrative of and reflective of place and the sense of place. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and- no,
1: I actually agree with that. I I'm not upset by that.
0: Um, oh, yeah, of I, course. I think I, that a big theme in a lot of his movies, I think one of the starring characters in Red Rocket was Texas City and the Gulf Coast of Texas. I think that, you know, a starring character in um, Tangerine was the seedy, you know, streets of, uh, of Los Angeles where these women uh, do their street walking. And then in the Florida Project, it was obviously... You know it's almost funny it's a, it's called i think i assume it's called the florida project because it's you know it's their way of saying this is a movie a project that we made in florida but it could also,
1: but it's also a housing project. project yeah
0: that's right that that, that, that these low-rent motels um in, in the in this outside of disney world are essentially projects are essentially housing projects um just you know uh yeah so well so well yes i,
2: I think or go ahead
0: I, I was just gonna i was just gonna say that When we talk about the sense of place here, Sean Sean Baker is is really showing us not just the story of a poor person being poor and it doesn't really matter where they are. In the Florida Project, their poorness was a very Florida Disney World poorness. Their entire ecosystem of poorness was relating to the rich tourists who were going to Disney World, relating to, you know, Making money as as tricks for the rich tourists who are going to Disney World. Their lives were very shaped by their place. Uh, Texas City was like I would say less of that, but it was still true that they were part of you know rural red America.
1: Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah, I mean, and the Trump yeah. the Trump election stuff uh, played into well, that very yeah, and
2: nicely. And the petroleum, like the petroleum, the petro- like yeah, refinery, and,
1: and the, and the, the workers, media. and the workers that they were present. Yeah around all the time
0: you know at some level and the truth is i wouldn't be surprised if simon's wife if a lot of her tricks that she is pulling off craigslist were petroleum guys um and so there so there's a sense of place there too that that um a lot of the way that they live is shaped by their surroundings well also
2: like the weed gang is like always warning him don't fuck with big oil don't like sell to like the petroleum workers
1: yeah, and honestly, it makes it makes his movies much richer that th- that they're no, so locally great. focused.
0: And you can really, you can totally contrast that with a lot of movies that are trying to accomplish the same thing, but do not integrate that placiness um, in anywhere near the same way.
1: Right. Well, that, I think and he, it, and it helps that he he's hiring locals,
0: right? Well, sure. I'm sure that. Helps. I'm sure yeah. that you know he has a, he's a one's part of the reason I you know I like him so much is because he has this very unique process for a, for creating these very sort of unique films, um, and that's that's a big part of it, going to the place and hiring the local people and all that.
1: Norm, you, no, say something you had something?
0: Oh yeah. Well, I think one of my favorite little
2: moments was uh, the fact that uh, Strawberry, the girl interest, um, when like she's at at her like little house which is kind of like a little slightly nicer version of like his house sort of but like kind of the same sort of style but like nicer like more kept more well kept like when they're on the coast and like you can he- hear the seagulls and everything she mentions uh she mentions like be- oh before um uh, uh black gold was like the
1: mm, yes. black, gold black was, like, ivory big-
2: Yeah, Black Ivory, and he's like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, and she's like, says slaves. But, like, even better than that, like, I think this one is even a much more specific uh, sense of place. Like, she mentions the French pirate, uh, John Lafitte, who was, like, arguably, like, the greatest, uh, like, pirates of, like, the 1800s. And, like, he was based off in, like, Galveston, but also San leon which is right next to Texas City and was, like... Which was shown a few times, like San Leon, like when he was like walking or driving over to her. Yes, place. Like, yes. She lives in San Leon, which was one of like John Lafitte's or what, however you say it, like big hideaways.
1: Also, John Lafitte, a hero of the Battle of New Orleans. Yeah,
0: he actually got. There's, there's, a, city in there's a city
1: in Louisiana called Lafitte.
0: Or
2: yeah, Lefitt. yeah. Not yeah, and surprising. He Clemency actually for all his past crimes and piracy for his uh, duties at, for helping uh, Andrew Jackson and, yeah, the Battle of New Orleans. But he he didn't – what's funny is obviously he could have just, like, had a normal life after that, but of course he didn't. Yes, as memory
1: served, uh, that clemency <laughs> was annulled by his later actions.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, probably. But, like, after that, like, he just moved out west to where there were less authorities, uh, Galveston and San Leon, yeah. Yeah.
1: all right my friends
0: anyway yeah thanks thanks for coming in thanks Thanks for for coming in our inaugural listeners of uh this yet to be named podcast project um thank you to norm and to jonah yes
2: thanks thanks mahoney and uh jonah for having this yeah